Well, good day and welcome to Holding Fast. Great to have you today in the podcast. How is your anchor holding? Is it gripped firmly to the unshakable Word of God? Thank you for letting me into your day. Thank you for taking the opportunity to tune in and to listen to this and hopefully have your heart challenged and your mind instructed from the scriptures. I've got my Bible open. This is the first day of the podcast week, and I want to take an opportunity to direct your attention and your thoughts toward a passage of scripture that uh, lately has uh, found a lot of traction in uh, uh, people's lives that I've been talking to, and I have encountered this passage. You know how you read the scripture sometimes, and I read it through every year, and sometimes you go back and you read it the next year and you discover a nugget of truth from the Scripture that you didn't recognize, or at least it didn't hit you the same way the year before. And uh, one of these passages that I read is from Deuteronomy chapter 13, the last book of Moses. And it's interesting, while I was thinking on this and meditating on the relevance that it has for believing people today, uh, somebody else came to me and asked me about this passage. And I normally take that as some confirmation that God is speaking to someone else's heart through the scriptures and teaching them something. And so I wanted to take the opportunity to share with you this passage today. Uh, this particular passage from Moses is a pass is a uh, several verses of scripture that give a test of false prophets. Uh, as a matter of fact, in chapter 13, verse 1, the Bible says, if there rise among you a prophet, this is Moses writing to God's people, or a dreamer of dreams and give it the sign or a wonder and the sign or the wonder comes to pass whereof he spake unto thee saying, let us go after other gods, which thou hast not known and let us serve them. Verse 3, Thou shalt not hearken unto the words of that prophet or that dreamer of dreams. For the Lord your God proveth to you, proveth you, or testing you, to know whether you love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. Ye shall walk after the Lord your God and fear him and keep his commandments and obey his voice, and ye shall serve him and cleave unto him. End of verse 4. And so here Moses is writing and giving some instruction to the Israelites just before he passes off the scene. And in this section, he's saying that if there arise among you a prophet, that undoubtedly that would happen. And Moses anticipated that even down further in chapter 18. He gives some specific tests for those that are false prophets and those that are true prophets. But here he is he is uh, dealing with this topic in, at least in a in a uh, cursory way here at the in chapter 13 saying if there any arise if there arise any among you a prophet in other words anybody that's pretending to have some kind of divine influence or anybody is that's able to direct your steps or tell you about salvation or tell you about God's revelation to you uh, somebody who pretends that some deity has spoken to them, maybe in the night, in a dream, or they, this person has had a vision, or this individual has had a, an impression or an experience in their life that they want to give to you apart from the Word of God, the written Scripture that we have in our hand. The Bible says that you're not to pay attention to any of them. Now, the fact of the matter is, there is a constant uh, 
theme in a lot of people's lives that I talk to as a pastor. In my spiritual care ministry, when people come to me, oftentimes those that are looking for some kind of counsel will frequently share their experiences of God speaking to them apart from what the Bible has specifically revealed. And I've kind of dealt with this topic some time ago, but I think it's important because, you know, we're very superstitious as human beings. Uh, The Apostle Paul said overly religious in some ways. Uh, that some kind of impression or seemingly supernatural uh, happening has occurred in our lives. And we try to make decisions based on these surface observations from our own viewpoint. And rarely does our information go beyond that. In other words, there are people that presume on God's will based on some experience or impression that they they believe is from God. Maybe when a child, as a child, you were told by somebody that if you say this particular prayer, or if you do dance this particular dance, or if you make, if you see this particular sign in the heavens, or a dream, or a vision, or something, then if you say that prayer, or or conduct yourself in a certain way, that maybe if it's raining, and you, you need it as a child to stop raining, so you can go outside, so you pray that prayer, and it stops. Well, what are we to make of that? And the fact of the matter is that this passage is addressing that very topic, and that's one that I'm going to talk about for the next couple podcasts. In other words, let's make this relevant. I ask a person a question, why did you make this decision? They come into my office. I say, why do you believe that this will happen? And you get so many different answers that includes various scenarios. The scenarios I'm giving to you now, I I was able to read from the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors, of which I read quite frequently, uh, and that there are people that come into my study and they have such misguided hopes. They have very twisted understandings because they believe that some external experience that they've had supersedes or overwhelms a need to rely on the sufficiency of Scripture. Um, uh, Paula Higuchi wrote an article on this that was very helpful that I share some of her thoughts with you even in these podcasts. She said sometimes it will include scenarios that when people come to talk to her as a counselor that they will say things like this, God speaks to me in dreams. I had a dream that my friend from church was upset with me. While I love my church, I knew after that having that dream that it was time for me to find a new one. That's a scenario that sometimes people will bring, and it gives you a flavor for what I'm talking about. One person said, quote, I'd been praying for a husband for 10 years, and God spoke to my heart, and while I was at my favorite restaurant and said that I would find, uh, God spoke and said that I would find my husband there. And a week later, a man introduced himself, asked me on a date, and we hit it off. And I was never quite really confident in his walk with the Lord, but I knew that marrying him was God's will because of what God had spoken to me. Unquote. Here's another one. I had been discontent living in California. While I had a great church, a home, and a job there, I just felt as if there was something more for me. Every time I prayed about going on a new adventure, I felt an overwhelming peace from God that this is what I should do. So one day, while walking on the beach, I saw a cloud shaped like the state of Texas. I just knew that that was a sign from God. 
My friends and family tried to talk me out of moving, but I knew God had spoken to me, and I moved the next month, unquote. Now, that's an interesting scenario. How about this one? I've even heard the ones that talk about sitting on a rock, watching a beautiful sunset, and feeling like God would want you to do something that is clearly not in keeping with His will. And yet, because of this seemingly uh, sensation that God was giving you direction or whispering in your ear, then you make a decision based on your own feelings rather than the Word of God. And what is universally true about this when I talk to people who have these superstitious type feelings is that the counselee, the person who's seeking wisdom, is then convinced that God spoke to them and this experience holds weight and authority in their lives. They hold to that frequently more tightly than they do to their own Bibles. And these and 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 it's particularly glaring since a lot of times the decisions that people people make based on those things are in conflict, terrible conflict with the Word of God. So these decisions cause confusion, and it really is unnecessary pain in their lives and their relationships. Sometimes a continual longing for a new experience or something that's flashy, something that is spectacular, or some sign that they're looking for keeps that person who's looking for God's direction paralyzed and discouraged when it appears that God is silent in their circumstances. So a counselee may be truly desiring to understand God's will, but in their Christian life, they've learned to believe that they should have a personal hotline with God where they, quote, hear him speak, unquote. Well, these incidences in people's lives are often very personal. They sometimes feel very real. And you have to be very careful about this. You don't want to to be unkind or unloving when trying to help change that perspective of somebody. But I want to encourage you today as you listen to this in the next podcast, I'm going to share with you uh, four categories for examining uh, where our focus should be and where it should not be. And we're going to see what God's Word has to say about that. And I think it'll be helpful to rein in any misconceptions about how God communicates His will. Do you know Him today? Are you walking with Him? I'm praying that God will give you the direction that you need as you seek Him out in His Word. God bless you.